0: What's going on chatters? Welcome back to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. It is the last episode of 2021 and I'm really excited not just because 2021 is coming to a close but also because today I'm very very lucky to have a very special guest with me. So for this episode we're really talking about the year-end review and this is basically going to help you set the ground for how to overcome any obstacles and clarify your goals and really think ahead as to how do you want to live with clarity and fulfillment in 2022 and achieve those goals, but also the reflection of 2021. It's so important in our journey in life and everything that we do to reflect and take the time to do so. So I have a couple of tips and kind of like four parts that are really going to help you dig deeper into reflecting and reviewing your 2021 year. So bring your pen and paper and favorite drink and let's dive into this episode. Are you struggling to find your purpose in life? Do you feel like something is missing and you need some guidance? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to feel that way anymore. I'm here to help you through your journey in life to gain clarity, find purpose, and passion. My name is Jose Miguel Lago. I'm a gay Hispanic, a husband, dog daddy, advocate for social justice and DEI, ally for all LGBTQ+, a career and life coach, and millennial born in 1983. I have spent my time since the age of 14 working my way around the world of work. I know my God-given talents are to help those around me to gain clarity in their lives while finding their passion and purpose. For the last decade, I've spent my time coaching college students and alums from all three generations, X, Y, and Z, in designing their career stories and mapping what they want to do in their lives. Whether it's gaining clarity in who you are and what you're meant to do, learning to build a resume or write a cover letter, holding you accountable and building your career journey or designing your life. The podcast, Coaching for Millennials, is a how-to guide for all things career, life, and a sprinkle of everything in between. It is an all-inclusive space for meaningful conversations on topics happening in our world right now. It is a space for people to go on a holistic journey in uncovering their passion and purpose. I'm here for all generations, no matter what you identify as. If you're seeking to transition from a career industry or job to another, or ready to transform your life completely, I got you, boo. Whatever the fantasy you're trying to create, let me make it happen. If you're ready to start the journey to explore your passion and purpose, get focused on gaining clarity to transform you to a place that will fuel you, inspire you, and sprinkle some joy and laughter in between, it's time to dive into Coaching for Millennials. What's going on chatters? So welcome to this very special episode of our year-end review 2021. I'm really excited because I have for the first time a very special little human here with me who I'm really looking forward to having on the show not just this one time but hopefully more in the future. So I want to welcome you my niece Annabelle Longo. Say hi Annabelle to everybody who's listening to us. Chit Chatters. Annabelle, why don't you get a little bit closer to the microphone because I don't know that it's picking you up. Say that again.
1: Hi, Chit Chatters.
0: Oh, yes. So, I, Annabelle, why don't you tell people who you are and where you're from and what are you looking forward to the most about 2022?
1: I love soccer. I have two dogs. One is it is the other is sparky. And I'm looking forward to try to keep my room organized in
0: 2022. (laughs) That's so much fun. Yeah, that's exactly probably something you should think about. (laughs) Organization is key, right? Yes. So I decided to ask my niece to come on the podcast because I think it'd be special for people to hear how, from a perspective of a little human, How their 2021 went, right? You are how old, Annabelle? Eight. Eight. So little humans are so smart and they understand things even though they're not like us adults. But they are very imaginative and creative and there's so much innocence involved. So having this little conversation here with my niece I think is special. But also being able to have her perspective on how her 2021 went... Um, and what that meant for her. So, Annabelle, for all the folks who are listening to the show, um, why don't you start by sharing what was your most proudest moment of 2021?
1: Every time on my test, I've gotten a 100 so far.
0: That's awesome. So for every subject, you got 100?
1: Almost every subject.
0: Okay, that's exciting. That's definitely something to be proud of. Um, What were some of the things that you didn't do in 2021, but you wanted to do?
1: I wanted to have more playdates with my friends.
0: Yeah, and why was that important for you?
1: Because we get to have fun together.
0: Yep, and having fun is obviously super important when you're a kid, right? And yes. even when we're adults, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, what do you think about the pandemic and COVID? How did that impact you and your life? Because I think everyone's living through COVID still right now, and it's impacted us differently. When you think back on the whole year.
1: It's been very different having to wear masks in school and having plexiglass around our desks.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something that... I think everyone has gotten used to, right? Yes. So when you think back, what was something that you learned about that you're most grateful for?
1: Still being able to go to school over the year of 2021.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that was really hard in 2020, not going to school and being 100% remote, right? And then... Being able to go to school, but then having to wear a mask. Yes. Was there anything else that you learned that you kind of think about or remember from 2021?
1: Not really.
0: Okay. Um, Was there anything that you felt was most important to you? Any experience that you had, anything that you did that you felt was really, really important to you?
1: I don't think so.
0: How about any trips or any play dates or birthdays? What was most memorable to you?
1: I remember Thanksgiving. We got to go eat turkey with my cousins. And I made this essay that I read out before we
0: ate. Okay. She wrote an essay? Yes. What was the essay about?
1: It was about what I'm
0: thankful for. What you're thankful for. So what would you say you're most thankful for? My family. Your family. And if you had to apply that same idea going into 2022, how would you see that? I don't know. So what would you say for 2022 that you're most thankful for?
1: That COVID is, has almost come to an end.
0: Yeah, I think everyone would agree with that one. Um, do you have any goals for 2022?
1: To keep my bedroom organized.
0: <laughs> to keep your bedroom organized. You said that before, yeah. <laughs> Why is that so important to you?
1: Because I have a very messy bedroom and it gets cleaned a lot and i get yelled at to go clean most of the time
0: <laughs> is there anything you can think of that can help you try to keep it more organized and more clean
1: by when i wake up i would um fix up my bed and pick up anything that fell off my bed
0: so really keeping up and picking up your bed yes is there anything that you can think about that comes to mind as far as what you see next in 2022.
1: Not wearing any mask.
0: Not wearing any mask. Yeah, that's been challenging. I think a lot of people definitely want to not have to deal with the pandemic, but also not have to deal with wearing masks. Um, what do you want for yourself in 2022?
1: To just be more organized.
0: <laughs> that seems to be a theme for you, huh? Yes. I think a lot of people would agree and share that same sentiment <laughs> about what they feel and think about um, for their goals for 2022. Is there anything else before I let you go that you would want to share with all of the chit chatters, listen to the show, and all of the people that are part of the podcast?
1: Hopefully the masks are gone soon.
0: Yeah. Anything else that you... comes to mind other than the masks and the... having things go back to a little bit of a normal? Mm. No? Well, I'm very, very blessed and grateful that... I got to spend some time with you and your sisters... and that we got together even though we're still in the pandemic. And I'm super excited for spending more time together in 2022 and obviously sharing some more memories and being able to do maybe more podcast episodes. That'd be fun, right? (laughs) All right, Annabelle, I'm going to keep recording here, but thank you so much for showing up on the show. I'm so glad that you got to be part of this episode. It's the last episode of the year, so I'm super excited for that. But there's so much more to come in 2022 for Coaching for Millennials on the podcast some great guests and some great episodes that I recorded in 2021 that Navara got released um, because there was just so much going on. So let's continue diving into this episode. Annabelle, you're more than welcome to stay. And if you have something to say, just raise your hand and we can get you into there. Um, Otherwise, I'm going to dig into this. Is that good? Yes. Okay. So a year in review. So when we talk about a year, oops, when we talk about a year in review, um, there's a lot to unpack there, right? A year had just gone by, and we're trying to figure out all of the things of where our energy is mostly focused on. And I think when we get to this point of the year in December, everyone's mostly looking forward to The New Year. They kind of want to forget about the year that they just lived in unless they had things that they want to celebrate and be grateful for. But mostly people are looking ahead. And so why do we do a year in review? Why do we kind of reflect on this? Why is it important to do this? And there's four specific sections or steps that I think are really important to give space and time and energy in thinking about a year in review and being able to also reflect. Because I mentioned reflecting in the intro. Reflection is a part of our journey in life. And when we take time to reflect, that means that we're giving time to ourselves to be able to understand the things that we've gone through. So whether it's an obstacle, a success, um, a challenge, something that we maybe major changes. So I'm going to go through this journey of my year-end review with you in the podcast today. So I'm going to basically lay out the foundations, and at the end of the episode, I will share with you the four sections that you need to outline to do your year-end review. And what I would encourage you to do as you're taking notes or maybe hearing what I'm sharing with you is definitely start to think about how you want to strategize this so that when you go back to kind of do this for yourself. You at least have an outline, but I will outline it for you either way. So the first part to this is, what am I most proud of? And just like how I asked Annabelle, you know, being proud of something doesn't always have to mean that it was a win. You could be proud of overcoming certain obstacles that prevented you from achieving certain things. So for example, This past year has been very trying, as you may have heard in other episodes, and I think for me, if I had to think about what obstacles I overcame, I overcame a lot of adversity personally that provided me with growth, not just in a mental and a physical mindset, but also I think emotionally, I had some really traumatic experiences that I had to overcome with my job and the experiences that I was living through in my job but also being able to reflect on that in a really meaningful way. I spend so much time through the early parts of the year feeling angry, feeling stressed, feeling anxious, feeling depressed, and not really sharing those thoughts and things with very many people and really struggling. And you know, for me, it was more about how do I get through this hard and difficult thing that I'm going through while also staying positive for several reasons. One, my family. Two, my coaching practice. Three, um, the people around me. I didn't want people to see that I was in pain. I didn't want people to see that I was struggling. And not because I was scared to, but because I in my own head thought everything was okay when nothing was okay. But that was how I decided to process it. In the past, I probably would have, like, gone to therapy or sought counseling and just decided differently how to go about dealing with that challenging situation. But I I really felt like I had it all together. And there was times where I certainly did, but then there was times where I got into my own head. And that not tour came to, like, really suck me down. But at the end of it, I overcame the obstacle. Ultimately, you know, I was very blessed and fortunate that even though... In my job, I had gotten a non-renewal for my contract that even in that time, I had a whole year to basically find a job. And so I was successful in getting the job that I wanted and really making those decisions. Um, So ultimately, for me, that was really important to be able to do that in a really particular way, but also being able to overcome those obstacles where I can now reflect and share my experience and help you overcome your obstacles through my journey. Because I think when we talk about what this podcast is about, it's sharing experiences, sharing some challenges, how to overcome them. And it's really that how-to guide that I always reflect upon. When... I ultimately started to, like, take note of what I was experiencing and then started to share it with you. It was because I was coming into a place where all of the anger and emotions that I had been feeling were going away. And I was able to, like, be able to speak and be more open about it. And it really wasn't until the last four months of the year, five months of the year, that I felt more comfortable in my own skin sharing that. I was a little embarrassed at first Um, I was also scared, but mostly, you know, I was positive of all of it because I wanted, I knew that I had the time to be able to find the job. And at the end of the day, I got the job that ultimately I felt was the best for me. Some place that was going to value my experience. Some place that was going to value me and my work ethic and what I bring to the table. Some place where the people value diversity and integrity and value people. People most of all, right? So I I think I made, I believe I made the best decision for me and the fact that I waited and wrote out a lot of other opportunities that just didn't feel right. I had quite a few um, job offers when it came to the job process and I ultimately felt that I had to wait it out and even though I came close to the end of the year, ultimately I started at Handshake on December 20th, I still felt that. I made the right decisions by waiting, and I stood my ground, and I feel super, super proud of that. Another proud moment, I would have to say, is the podcast itself. We surpassed over 20,000 downloads. I think we're at 27,000 downloads right now as of today, um, maybe even a little bit more. I don't know exactly. I haven't looked today, um, but at the same time, like to go from being at 10k to 20k in a quarter of the year is an amazing, amazing um not obstacle, but like I didn't set a goal for that. I set a goal for 10,000 for this year. Um that definitely was a golden number that I wanted to reach. But really thinking about how I've achieved that success when in most cases podcasters don't even reach a hundred episodes when they start because people Don't see the value or the return on what they're doing they ultimately give up and I don't recommend that for anybody I think that you need to join some communities and groups of people that can motivate you and support you on that process but to go on this journey and being being a podcaster for over nine months at this point I would well not more nine more than a month over 18 months at this point it'll be two years in April To have over 100 episodes and over 20,000 downloads, I think is something worth celebrating and something I'm super proud of. Um, The other thing I will mention is that physically, I've had some challenges that I have had to overcome. Um, When 2020 happened, no one anticipated so many crazy things to come with it. And I think we've all kind of in some ways have either found an opportunity to overcome our weight goals, our physical fitness, and being able to push through. And that was something that in 2021, I started to do. It didn't happen in 2020 because I just could not figure out how to make it work. And living in upstate New York when you have winter for eight months out of the year, that kind of makes it hard too. So I got a Peloton in 2021, and when we got our Peloton bike, I was going hardcore. I mean, that COVID-20 was gone in less than three months, and I was probably feeling the best shape of my life by the time May or June came around, and I ultimately found myself feeling amazing and just physically, like, everything was lining in place. And then something happened, and I told you about my journey and my story um, with the hydro steel, you'll have to go back and listen to that episode. Things got weird really quickly, and I had no idea what was going on. And it took basically all of May, June, July, and August for me to get that fixed. That's half my summer, or all of summer, actually. And I couldn't even actually physically do anything. At that point, because I was, number one, too scared. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know what was wrong with me until actually the end of July. And then I had the surgery in August. And by September, when I was finally, like, it took about eight weeks to heal. In September, when I was finally good, I still didn't feel comfortable getting back on the bike. And I didn't feel comfortable doing any physical activity because I thought I was going to hurt myself again. And I thought, you know, I didn't necessarily hurt myself, but I thought what I was experiencing in my body was going to happen again. So I kind of like regressed and I didn't do anything. And my body went to shit. All the weight that I basically had lost, I gained back and then some. So I'm a little bit overweight right now, probably about 30 pounds. Um, And I'm not super proud of that, but I know it's something that in 2022, I've made it one of my priorities and one of the things that I'm ultimately going to tackle. And at the same time, um, being able to take the opportunity to get back into my physical fitness and um, being healthier and overcoming that, you know, having a new job where I'm working 100% remotely and trying to create a schedule and a balance around my health, my life and fitness, which are also super important to me. You have to really be able to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. So your mind, your body, and your soul need to be in balance um, before all the other things actually work. And I'm trying really hard to come up with a strategy that I can make that work. And I'm probably going to need some help, which I'm okay with. But I think physically right now in this moment, I'm in a lot of pain when it comes to back pain. I don't um, believe it has anything to do with my weight, but I'm sure it's not helping. Um, If you haven't heard my story before, I had back surgery back in 2004. And so I knew at some point in my life, um, I've had times where I've been okay, times where I've been in pain. And any single thing can really cause my back to flare up or cause, you know, not necessarily an injury, but definitely feel like crap. So I've been trying to battle with that. I was like, okay, I'm ready to get on this journey again, start getting on the bike, um, start the new year, the new year, right by getting back into shape. And here I am really scared about what's going on with my back until I actually can see a doctor. But also I've been going to the chiropractor for about five weeks and it really has not done a whole lot. But anyways, to kind of come to that conclusion of where I was going with that, Ultimately, you have to be able to take care of your mind, your body, and your soul to balance all the things that you're trying to achieve in your life. Um, And I want to continue to do coaching. I have some courses coming up that I'm teaching. I'm taking a couple of courses myself. And it's a new job. So 2022 is going to be jam-packed. I need to be grounded. I need to feel connected and I need to have all those things working. So those are the things that I would recommend for you too as well. So when you think about what you're most proud of, what I would encourage people to do is with your pen and paper, you know, take make a list of the things that were obstacles that you overcame, things that were successes. Um, and this could be f- anything that you overcame that was physical or a habit. So I talked about a couple of things that were for me. Um, and then maybe potentially look at your progress as well. Maybe there's things that you are still working on that you want to bring into 2022, but necessarily are going to take you a lot longer. I think for a lot of people, when we talk about fitness and physical goals, those are things that carry over into one year to another because it's not something that happens overnight. It's something that takes work and you have to really build upon it. Um I think the other things that come to mind for most people is their career, their finances, and their life as a whole. So like relationships, um, things that they are really are perhaps impacted by. So basically when you write this section out or this part out, what are you most proud of? You want to really be able to list all the things. This is where you want to get out your fancy notebook and journal in your job pens and help this be your motivation and your tool to empower you in 2022. And don't worry, I got you covered in January. I promise you we'll have quite a few episodes that are going to help you in the journey of self-discovery and the path to how to overcome major changes or big things in your life, um, but the things that you want to succeed at the most. So it's really how do I look at my goals and how to take um, a holistic look at them and start tackling one thing at a time. Um, The other thing that I think is most important is you want to write down why each of these things are most important to you um, and why these things are part of your journey that you've had in this past year. And the reason you want to do this is that it's going to give you an opportunity to just, again, jump into that reflection. That's going to give you an opportunity to really sink into what it was that you experienced, but also giving you the time and the space to writing it down and being able to connect to it again. And going into how you overcame that or how it was an obstacle or, again, why it's most important to you is going to help you. So when you go into your list circle of things that were most important, and next to right why, okay? Part two is my learnings. What did I learn? What did I learn in this last year that was, number one, important to me? Why was it a game changer? What exactly did I learn, and what was the wisdom that I gained from it? Well, for me, how do I even start? I mean, I learned so much. I think, When I think about my personal life, I learned how to be a better husband, how to be, although I swear that I have the most patience in the world, but I think I had to be more patient. But I also needed to learn how to communicate better with my significant other. That was something that at times was really challenging. Relationships are super hard. They're not perfect and they take a lot of work. And for me, that was an obstacle that I had been struggling with for a while, when my partner lost um his mother and brother in 2020 that was super hard and ultimately i had to really just refocus my energy and being able to connect in a different level with him but also being able to understand how do i overcome the pain that he was feeling when he was going through when there was like zero emotion there like how are you doing today Crickets. There was like no conversation. And I know that for some people they like to go through that on their own and it's a personal thing and they may grieve in their own way. But when you live with someone or you're, you know, you're in a relationship or whether you're married or not, it doesn't matter. You want to be there for that person. And if there's no connection or talking or communication, that can make a that can strain the relationship, but it can make really can make things really hard. And I was really paying attention to his behavior to understand where he was and his journey of grief. And I don't think that that ever goes away, but I think it just took time. And it took a lot of time for him to get through that space and time, uh, a space and and parts of the time to really feel okay with the circumstances of what he had just gone through you know, his mom died of stage four lung cancer, um, and his brother died of diabetes. So two traumatic experiences in one year, very close together, may I add. And for me in 2021, looking at that as a significant other, like I just wanted to support him, but I also needed to be mindful of like, what do I need out of this relationship and how am I going to make this relationship work when someone else is not there a hundred percent? Um, So communication, (laughs) how to communicate um, with someone who's going through something and how to give that person space, but also be respectful to myself and sharing how I'm feeling and being able to have those conversations and know when to walk away from something that might become more than just an argument. Relationships are hard. They take work and people sometimes need their space. And walking away at the moment when you're feeling very emotional and tensions are high is sometimes better than adding fuel to the fire. I think any relationship expert will probably say that. Coming back and having a conversation, even when the person doesn't want to have a conversation, find a way to communicate with that person to help you overcome what you're feeling and giving yourself the space to uh, overcome that obstacle. Super, super important. Um, I think the other thing that I learned when it comes to my career is that there is so many ebbs and flows in how you can design your career, and there is no rule book on this. I think people just need to be more forgiving of themselves, and they need to be more aware of how you need to just be able to pivot for whatever might be coming your way. One of the things that I was super proud of was connecting with my friend Lindsay Pollack, who was on the show a couple of times, and she shared about her book and the journey of the book and what that means and how we're all recalculators. But I think also the thing that kind of resonates with me the most is that when I started to look for a job, I really wanted to stay doing higher ed work, which is what I've spent half my life almost doing. I mean, I'm 38, so a little bit less than half my life. Um, (laughs) I'm 38, so 12 years is pretty much a long time. But I could say most of my adult life and when I say most of my adult life, I would say it was a second career. I spent over 10 years of my life before going into higher ed doing sales. So it was kind of my second career. But you know ultimately, the point of that is is that I think when we talk about our careers, we have this vision of what we think should happen, and that vision sometimes needs to change. And the picture that we paint of what we expect isn't always going to be a reality. And when things are presented with you, which are sometimes obstacles we have to overcome, we have to be forgiving to ourselves. And we have to really spend the time looking at our values, looking at our skills, looking at our experience and what we want the most. I think I learned so much about how to be more forgiving for myself. I was really hard on myself this year related to my career because I'm a workaholic and work means everything to me in addition to obviously family and other things, but it's my job. It's what I've invested a lot of my energy doing. It's what I went to school for and all that education and all those things. So that's super important. Um, So I can dive into that more later on in other episodes, but I want to be really mindful of getting through this year-in-review process with you. Um, When I think about finances, I've been struggling with how I'm leaving higher education, which I worked in public service and going into the private sector. And I've been fortunate while working in public service that my student loans were uh, eligible for forgiveness. And I have a lot of student loans. And it's scary to think about, I'm going to have to pay that for 30 years now. When in public service forgiveness, I literally had seven more years left of paying. And that's a huge financial commitment. And I think what made me want to pivot was that I was dedicating a big chunk of my life to working in a place and that I necessarily wasn't, not that I wasn't happy in higher ed, the work environment that I was living in, I was super unhappy, but I just felt like I have so much to bring to the table not being valued where I work. And the more I interviewed in higher education, the more I felt that. I felt very disengaged and disenfranchised, and people really didn't want to pay people what they're worth. And I think it comes back down to how do you value yourself, both... You know, morally and ethically, and also when it comes to who you are and what you do. How do your skill set? How does your skill set and your experience level up in comparison to others? And are you willing to make those long-term sacrifices for periods of your life? I'm going into a new stage of my life. Obviously, being in my 30s, I didn't want to go into my 40s feeling like I'm living for this one thing, which was so that I can get public service loan forgiveness and be miserable. And when it comes to like, how do I want to better my life? I want to have financial freedom. I want to have equity. I want to have growth. I was not going to build that life working, making $60,000 a year. Which is like nothing when, you know, obviously it's not nothing, but when I value myself and I look at other people, yeah, I should be making $90,000 a year because that's what I'm worth. And education, unfortunately, doesn't pay. But it's even worse when an employer doesn't value its employee and doesn't want to pay its employees. And so there's always a little bit of a, a gray area to that. And how do you kind of justify your value and what you bring to the table and how you're going to make that argument about what you what you do and how you do it. And I also felt like financially that, that was I needed to make a change, um, both for my career but also for me personally. Um, and this is a good move and I'm super excited what the future will bring. Let's talk about the coaching practice for a little bit because that's ultimately been not forgotten in this conversation, but I've kind of just left it out. Ultimately, my coaching practice has grown, and I have been serving as a consultant for a company called Emeritus, where I've been doing career coaching since June, and I've been supporting some of their courses as their career coach and working with quite a few clients that I've been able to turn into coaching for millennial clients. And helping people in their journey of their career and in their life and exploring this next phase of their journey, which I feel super grateful for and super blessed to have had this opportunity as a consultant, you know, and contracted employee. um, It's all based on the term and the length of those courses. And as that company has grown, this at the end of 2020 or probably Mid through 2020, some of these courses were closed and that opportunity will end. So, hey, a year of contracting and getting paid a decent amount of money to coach people, but then being able to convert those people into my own clients, that's win-win. That was some huge growth. Um, and in the process, you know, I really defined more of how I wanted to coach people and what my coaching practice looks like. So that's ultimately going to help me financially in supporting to the growth of the coaching practice. Um, you know, I feel fortunate enough where I'm able to hire some VAs, which I do need the help and support with. I'm looking forward to getting started with my little team that's growing, and all the things that are going to come in 2021 are just going to be, in 2022, sorry, are just going to be amazing as it relates to that. So I've learned so much. Ultimately, I can't share it all. <laughs> but for the most part, I want to share with you the wins that have really been successful, you know, doing part to you as the listeners of the podcast. Because believe it or not, your energy and you coming in week after week and listening to the show has really, really made this journey super, how do I say, well, obviously amazing, but it's balanced me knowing that there are other people who are listening to this that have either experienced or are experiencing the same things that I'm going through, but also are learning from what I'm sharing. You know, I mentioned uh, early on that the podcast is a how-to, and I stick to that. I really, truly believe that. So going back to like the year in review part two is what are your learning? So what did you learn in the last year? What are the things that um, were most challenging and why? And what have you learned? What was the wisdom? And then I would also say identify some of the mistakes that you can leverage and what did you do to get from that place? Um, Those are some of the most important lessons that you can ever experience And they're crucial because oftentimes they're overlooked. So being able to look at those obstacles, but the mistakes and being able to recognize them so that we don't make them again, because we always learn from our mistakes. We look at mistakes as negative things, but we can overcome adversity in those things. Um, So this next uh, part I think is really, really important. And the reason why it's important is because we all struggle sometimes with letting things take over our lives in small bites and small moments. And we oftentimes don't look at the big picture. So this part is specifically to what am I willing to let go of? And sometimes when we look at our journey in a year, which is not a very long period of time, but when we look at our journey in a year we oftentimes have things that we've started that we didn't necessarily accomplish. We oftentimes have had things that we're not super proud of. We oftentimes have struggles that we are not willing to let go of. And we oftentimes don't practice how to provide positive mindset and reinforcement. So here's what I want you to do for this. What are you willing to let go of? So For me, I think about some of the projects that I've started that just ultimately did not come to fruition. For example, I'm super busy creating courses with other organizations, not specifically to me. And in order for me to be balanced and being able to coach and do consulting while also doing um, in-person consulting and in-person trainings... I need to let go of the things that I will ultimately wanted to start with my own courses. It doesn't mean I'm not going to do them. But for 2021, I have to put the kibosh on them, obviously. And going into 2022, I'm going to utilize my resources to try and redevelop those. But they're going to be on hold for a while. So I'm not necessarily saying that I'm not going back to it. I'm just putting it on hold until I have the space. So much going on and I require balance for that. Um, so the other thing I think is important is that we all hold sometimes resentment, anger, and we get upset. Uh, if you listen to episode 107, it's a practice of forgiveness. I had to let go of the bullshit with my job. I'm like, I have to be honest, like it's forgotten and it's not forgotten in the sense that like, I still don't have moments of, um, resentment, but I think, I have more of like a very clear, clean, um, what should I say? I just feel so much more grounded now that I'm not in this environment where my energy is being dragged down and I feel much more positive by the space and the environment that I'm in. My job was really impacting me in all facets of my life and there was a lot of emotional um, I don't want to say baggage, but like it just I just made me very, very upset in so many different ways. And I feel so much more clear, like weight's been lofted off of me. So for you, you know, you want to really be able to write down what are some of the things that you've been holding on to? What are some of the things that have made you feel angry or you're upset towards? Maybe you have to forgive someone um, or practice forgiveness for yourself. Really connect to that. And being able to let that go, okay. So the other thought, the other part that's important to this section, um, is you know identifying your limiting beliefs because we've talked about the saboteur on this show. But limiting beliefs are things that we tell ourselves. They're stories, right, that we create. There's a narrative there of things that make us scared to actually do the things you want to do. We're basically creating a story that ultimately is holding us back. So sometimes one of the most common ones is that I'm too old or I'm too young or that you don't have room to be able to do that or you don't have enough time to do that or that you're not capable of doing it um, or that you're not good enough. These are all stories that we create. And the thing of it is, is that even I as a person know when my saboteur shows up and I have to knock that fucker down and I have to just really give that little bit of time to recognize why it's showing up. And the the whole thing is that it's never going to go away, but we have ways of overcoming the mudding beliefs when the saboteur shows up to be able to tell ourselves the story that we really want to write. So that's super important. The other thing I'll mention about letting things go is what's most important of what you want to let go and why. And the reason again this is kind of like reviewing the same section is that what has this actual thing cost you? What has it prevented you from doing? And you know, what do you want to do to let go of it? And what is it what is the intention, right? So, how is it how are you going to take this negative uh situation or thing that's been holding you back and turn it into a positive? That is really going to create intention around how exactly you're going to move ahead, but also recognizing that that energy that you had around it, you're letting it go. You're saying goodbye. You're saying peace out, deuces, not today, saying. So, things to be mindful of. Now, um, in this second to last section, you really want to ask yourself what's next, and this is what's going to help you in 2022. So, you know, we talked about in what have you done and what you've experienced and what have you learned about health, well-being, finances, future, relationships, but ultimately, how do you want to feel and what is next for you? What is in the future for 2021, 2022? You want to create clear, specific, and achievable objectives and outcomes, or goals, I should say. Um, This is going to help you be consistent, but also it's going to help you get really more connected to the things that you want to do. So I would encourage you a couple of things. Make your list, identify which are your top three goals in those categories, and you can add whichever ones you want. So, you know, in health, well-being, finance, future relationships, um, giving back, And then how do you want to feel when it comes to these things? So flexibility, freedom, being able to provide yourself with that space. And then the other thing is, who do you need to become to be the person, the character, or change to achieve these things? A lot that we don't pay attention to is that sometimes we have to shift parts of ourselves to ultimately allow ourselves to achieve certain goals and outcomes. And giving yourself the opportunity now to think about that is going to help you later on in the future. So that's going to really help you take the time, take the energy, and apply it to thinking of these different things, but more specifically to the top three goals that you really want to achieve in 2022. Obviously, you're listing more than three, hopefully, but the ones that are really most near and dear to you and that you're going to prioritize your energy around. So think about that person. Think about the things that you need to do and what has to change. And then the last part to this is what future you wants to know. So what do you want your future self to know about you? What do you want your future self to know about the person you are today in 2021? And when you think about going into 2022, when you get to December, what would you like that person to know? I would encourage you to write a letter to your future self, and I'm encouraging you to be creative and be imaginative, and you could start it by saying, you know, dear so-and-so, I I would love you to know that and blank, 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 and kind of help you create a narrative and a story that really motivates you and is positive and really be able to help you focus. So some of the starting points that you can outline is I would love you to start. I would love you to remember. I would love you to focus and be able to provide some deep truths and articulate some wisdom in there and really be able to be vulnerable. I think connecting with yourself and writing a letter to yourself can be so um What's the word I'm looking for? I'm always a loss for words, which is really unusual for me as a podcaster, but it could be cathartic is the word I'm looking for. You'd be surprised that when you have so much energy, um, that's emotional energy attached to the things that you're trying to achieve, that when you write a letter to yourself, it can really give you the space that you didn't realize that you needed. And, you know, do this in a journal, do it on a piece of paper, put it in an envelope, But really keep it dear to yourself with this list of the things that you want to achieve and really take the time as you get towards um, those goals and starting to work on those goals to go back to the letter to remind yourself of what you want your future self to know about you today. So. Having said all that, I want to thank my beautiful niece, Annabelle, for joining the show, my little Bell Bells. Um, I thought that was a fun treat, right? I hope you enjoyed it too. But I want to thank you for an amazing 2021. I can't begin to share with how grateful I am to having all of you be part of this journey with me. I can't wait for the, all the amazing things that are going to come in 22, 2022 and the things that you're going to be part of as you continue to be on this show. So thank you so much for that. I'm going to quickly recap the five sections that you're going to pay attention to. So section one, what are you most proud of? So you're going to write down the things that you're most proud of. And I would also include any obstacles that you had to have overcome. But be aware of how you want to identify those things and also include any major changes in your life, whether it was big or small, anything in between. Um, Part two is your learnings. What did you learn? What were the things that went well for you this year? What were the things that you had to leverage? What were the things that were most important to you and why they were important to you? Uh, Section three is, what am I willing to let go of? And this one's probably going to be really deep and juicy. Um, I for sure have a lot of things that I had to let go of in 2021, but I'm very self-aware in that sense that I've been practicing that as I've gone through 2021. Some people need that reminder of like, oh, that actually happened and I didn't process it. And maybe now it's the time to process it and not bring it into the new year. So it doesn't show up for you. And how are you going to let it go? Think about that. And then section four um, or part four, I should say, is what's next? What's in store for you? What do you want to create for yourself? What is the life you want to live in 2022? And how are you going to live it? How are you going to maximize it? And then part five is the letter to yourself. Really sharing this person that you are today and what you want your future self to know. You want to be a management, you want to be creative. Really telling them the story of what you want them to know and how you're going to overcome all these things. Having said all that, I wish all of you a very happy and blessed and safe new year. May all of your wishes and goals and obstacles come true. If you or anyone you know needs coaching in their life and a need support system and need some accountability in achieving those goals and getting them through, I'm extending my coaching packages through the end of January 31st, so the end of January 2022. The reason I decided to do this is because I think we are taking time during the holidays to just decompress, disconnect and be away from the things. And I really didn't take the time to promote any of these coaching um packages, but I'm definitely going to take the time to promote them in January. And the reason is because I really want to book out my calendar in coaching. And I really want to focus my time and energy, and gaining three to six new clients that I can work with to help them overcome all of their obstacles, to help them be closer to their goals, to help them achieve what they truly want in their life. Really breaking through those moments of clarity that are preventing people from getting to where they want to go to, but also clarifying who they are and who they want to be. Their journey is so amazing. I'm so blessed to have had so many wonderful clients in 2021. And I really want to bring that into the 2022 year. So be on the lookout for some more promotional materials specific to the coaching packages I'm offering. Again, they're not just coaching packages for your career. I'm a certified executive life coach, so there's so much to offer there. Um, but we're going to be touching on a lot of different points of your journey in your life to really overcome, but push through. So I'm super excited for that. Having said all that, again, (laughs) thank you so much for all the things. I'm so, so grateful to have had you on the show and to be able to connect with you all, have you on this journey and be part of this. You are all a blessing and I'm so grateful for you. I wish you nothing but the best in the next couple of days as we close out this year. And I'm looking forward to a brighter and bigger and better 2022 all my love to the next episode hey Chatter! thank you so much for being a part of the show if you found value in today's episode be sure to share it with the world we welcome everyone for listening and if you'd like please go on over to apple Podcasts and leave us a review those reviews mean everything to me and they help the show grow as well as for me to know what topics you want to hear from next be sure to go visit to coachingwithjoseamiguel.com or Coaching for Millennials for more up-to-date content, newsletters, blogs, information about coaching for life and career. Thank you so much for being a part of our magical world and for being part of this program. I can't wait to the next episode.